Hello everyone, welcome to the third episode of Ad Intellect. Today we have with us C. Shao, who's a business intelligence analyst working at Benjamin Moore, a Berkshire Hathaway subsidiary based out of New York. She completed her master's in information science in 2017 from Rutgers University in New Jersey. She joined Capgemini just after graduation as a business systems analyst and worked there for two years before moving on to Benjamin Moore as a BI analyst. During her career journey, she made a switch from a non-tech background to a technical role, the seeds of which were laid at the, at the UN internship she completed in 2017. In this episode, we talk to her about her career journey, her steps into the world of BI, and much more. So let's jump straight into the show. Hey, Seashaw. Thanks, uh, thanks for being on Ad Intellect. Um, I was really looking forward to this conversation since a long time, um, and I really wanted to someone to have someone who's ready to the PI industry to be on the show. Uh, partly because I am uh, really enthusiastic about BI, and also because a lot of young graduates that I talk to, um, they are also probably. enthusiastic about bi and they really want to get into the field so like if somebody who's who's related and is listening to the show i i hope that this uh, episode uh, uh becomes valuable for them yeah absolutely thanks for having me great um so before we dive uh, into the subject can you briefly narrate your journey from your early days at at the university to uh, where you are currently mhm uh so i was not the kid who had a clear goal of being uh an engineer or lawyer since i was in college uh i thought i worked for media politics or eco- economics those art majors Uh so the switch actually happened uh in graduate school uh where I found uh data is a new trend uh which log analogs insights and uh uh I started doing my master in information science um which built the fundamental knowledge and some some skills uh towards data analysis so uh I realized that data has really become the intangible assets and uh business sure. are using the data to uh to build insights and uh, visibility towards their operation and business uh so i was uh very interested uh to see all the uh graphics or the decisions that were made because of uh a uh, business intelligence uh, or data analysis so i decided to give it a shot too uh for a more promising career i think uh so that's how i uh started my journey in business intelligence yeah interesting um i think i think your switch from thinking of being an arts major to you know getting into bi it's kind of a 360 degree turn right um cool so um i wanted to ask you that 
how did you realize that bi is your calling like was it a sudden aha moment or it was a gradual pull towards the specialization like a series of events that happened that made you realize that you know data is is my thing now mm it was a procedure yeah it it took time uh, and efforts for me to realize that which track of uh data fits my passion cuz uh there are multiple specializations including uh database management machine learning uh data analytics Yeah. Uh I found BI the most fascinating and I see my personality fits uh uh this the most uh since compared to uh, data analysis um business intelligence has um more interaction with uh the stakeholders and everyday users uh since we wanted to bring the finalize the graphs or uh charts uh, to the user for their decision making uh mm-hmm. so we have this constant uh interaction and collaboration with uh, them to see if uh, our final product meet their re- uh, requirements reflect their business interests so i'm really into um like translate the raw data into uh the valuable uh, facts that people will have this aha moment not just me mm-hmm. having the aha moment okay. uh so and i like uh doing presentations uh mm-hmm. answering people's questions uh rather yeah. than just uh sitting there spend most of my days uh, coding Okay. So based on my uh, interests and personality I think mm-hmm. data is uh, is my calling. I mean awesome. uh, business intelligence is my calling. <laughs> awesome. That's that's interesting. I think I think for me why I'm really enthusiastic about BI is that um basically it um it really enables you to uh you know take a a two dimensional set of rows and columns in an excel sheet uh, per se uh, and you know plotting it into a uh multi dimensional graph which which is full of colors which is full of annotations full of insights and like represent data in a in a way that is actually meaningful i think that is that is the most interesting part of bi for me and i think uh, fundamentally it's it's combination of uh, you know data art and design um because from the analysis standpoint you you are dealing with with a lot of data and from a design standpoint you uh, are de- like you are creating visualizations which are appealing to a mass audience which could be understand by by a mass audience so i think it's a mix of both which makes it really dynamic and interesting for me mhm yeah yeah that brings to uh, to the next question i really wanted to ask you uh what is what is the most exciting and and challenging part of working in the field of bi for me uh my excitement comes from the challenges uh so 
in business intelligence, uh, it's very critical to understand both uh, the data as well as the business. Uh, so that I'm able to abstract useful information and knowledge from data as well as reflect uh, the true need and concerns from the business. Uh, so it is a combination of uh, strategy and technology. Um, like my key challenge and uh, role is uh, developing um, the, the dashboards or report that yeah. can facilitate uh, the decision-making of our stakeholders. Okay. Uh, I really like that I'm able to highlight what is uh, useful or valuable about the, uh, the data and information, especially the historic ones, uh, mm -hmm. to, to uh, help our user uh, to better understanding their business. But there could be some discrepancies between my understanding of the business and the uh, mm -hmm. uh, stakeholders' understanding too. Uh, so that's the challenging part. Uh, but the precise of, uh, you know, eliminate the discrepancies, it's very interesting and exciting. Yeah. Yeah. I understand. I think I, I can relate uh, to what you said based on, on my day to day work as well. Um, yeah. Like I think, I think the more fundamental challenge of, uh, in the world of BI is to take that raw data and actually try to understand it and try to analyze in a way that you can solve the problem that you're looking for. Right. So mm -hmm. I think that is the most challenging part in, in, in the world of BI and uh, it takes a lot of experience and practice. And I think a lot of uh, data analysis to be good at that. Yeah. That's for sure. Uh, we all need experience uh, in resolving various of uh, problems or real day challenges, uh, you know, to build our resume, to make us valuable in the market. True, true. Um, cool. Moving forward, um, I wanted to ask you, let's say, um, there's somebody who's in your shoes currently. Uh, basically, what what advice would you give to someone who has you know little to no prior experience, be it technical or non-technical, um, but they really want to dive into the world of business intelligence or the world of data? So, what would be your uh, advice or a suggested pathway to them? Mm, I'd just say start with a certificate, both camp or degree, uh, to develop okay. the knowledge and skills towards either data analytics or business intelligence. And look for an internship or part-time job initially. Uh, merge your experience with the knowledge. So that can become the um, 
essentials for you to land a full-time job. Um, besides, yeah. network as much as you can. Apply as much as you can. <laughs> Don't get frustrated or upset uh, if you got rejected because yeah. people with years of experience got rejected too. Uh, you don't have to start as a data scientist or data architect. You start as an analyst or consultant, which is most likely 50% business oriented and 50% tech oriented. Mm -hmm. um, I assume like you already have good skills in communication, you know, presentation, all the business oriented uh, skill set. And then the the part you need to work on is the other 50% on tech. Just spend some okay. time, you know, uh, doing the online courses or uh, certificate should be uh, sufficient for you to, um, to, to dive wow. in the world of uh, BI. Cool. Yeah, I think, I think that's, that, that those are very great suggestions. Um, and I resonate with that um, uh, pathway because I also uh, took took the same pathway to you know teach myself skills related to business intelligence. So I uh, agree with you hundred percent on on that. Um, but you mentioned uh, the uh, networking um, in your answer, so I just wanted to uh, double down on that for a bit. <clears throat> So, uh, talking uh, like talking on a, on a personal level, like how has networking been valuable to you? Uh, whether it was during your university or after that, during your professional life, like in a in a sense that were you able to gain um, certain insights from your network? Were you able to grab a job due to the network, or it was more of a uh, something in a background to keep in touch with uh, the people in the industry? Networking is uh, definitely very critical uh, in the professional world. Mm -hmm. uh, I do have a personal story to share. Uh, yeah, that would be great. Right after uh, my graduate school, I was looking for a job and wanted to make a successful switch from non-tech to tech. Uh, my classmate uh, who graduated with me at the same time landed a job uh, uh, sooner than I did. And his manager uh, asked him, hey, your uh, degree uh, perfectly matched what we're looking for in this role. Uh, and do you have any classmate who graduated with you at the same time that we would like to interview? So he reached out to me uh, uh, and for the role uh, uh, with Capgemini uh, as a business uh, system analyst. So okay. I was able to uh, like pass the interview and uh, got the job offer. Uh, so I think that's the power of uh, network. Uh, besides uh, like some luck through the, the network, I think is also important that you have the prerequisition, which I already had 
five interviews with uh, different organizations uh, on the similar roles. Uh, wow. So that was a good practice. And uh, I had uh, internship with the United Nations um, doing similar uh, work. So okay. I think the three factors uh, that contributed to the final result, uh, but network uh, does play a significant role in this, for sure. Awesome, yeah, I think that's a very interesting story. Um, I, th- I also think that, you know, network, networking is, is really valuable. Um, um, people really undermine the value of a network when, when they're specifically, you know, looking for a job switch and, or like generally in a sense that um, like if you, if you can tap the right group of people, I think it can make, uh, it, it can like make dramatic changes in your, in your career path. Um, like you being an, being an example that you were able to get into a role in Capgemini based on your network. So I think that's a very good example of, of what value a network holds. Um, that's great. Um, continuing with, with, with networking only, um, just, I was just curious, like what are your preferred ways to network? Um, like, like even before the pandemic, were you, like, do you prefer uh, meeting people in person? Were you in touch with them like regularly? Like, do you have WhatsApp groups and stuff like that? And how did it change post pandemic? Um, like, have you like switched to Zoom or you still prefer to meet them in person? I will say uh, either pre or post pandemic, uh, LinkedIn is my go-to platform for uh, networking. Uh, So especially after the pandemic, uh, everything's uh, switching to virtual. Um, Mm. I had a really good experience uh, networking on LinkedIn, whether to uh, send uh, connection requests or re- receive uh, some message from recruiters and which happened to be uh, uh, good interviews. Um, so I would definitely recommend everyone to make their LinkedIn profile up to date. Um, use it as your okay. personal brand, a business card, uh, and reach out to people as well as actively interacting with people who's interested in you. Mm, it should be very sufficient uh, to have this uh, virtual sessions or uh, uh, Zoom meetings uh, to uh, expand your network. Uh, in-person networking um, wouldn't be very necessary, I think, compared to this uh, LinkedIn uh, networking experience. Uh, So yeah, make sure that your LinkedIn is is promoted and uh, be active over there. Yeah, definitely. Um, Yeah, I also agree on that. I think LinkedIn is a very powerful tool. And 
my advice to folks uh like younger folks who are out there to uh like get good jobs and do a career switch is to you know spend more time on linkedin compared to what you do on let's say an like instagram or facebook or or anything else of that sort and yeah i think i think your your linkedin profiles should be stellar um it should showcase um you as a brand and i think it should be a correct um image of you and it should show the a potential recruiter or probably somebody in your network that you know you you have done these these things to um you know build your profile and i think it should be a good representation of of yourself i see a lot of people you know really not giving much attention to their linkedin profiles uh like few bits and pieces out there missing but i i think the first step that you can take to have a good career is to have a like amazing all star linkedin profile Yep, take advantage of it just like how you take advantage of uh, your Instagram or Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So, um switching tracks a bit um like apart from, you know, all this BI work, data related conversation, I what I really wanted to ask you is apart from, you know, work or data, what are you most passionate about currently? I'm very uh into vlogging. So oh, wow. I do have my own vlog channel on YouTube uh which awesome. uh emphasizes on um, uh lifestyle. So about okay. my own thought uh about cultures and I do have a couple of friends that I invited to talk about cross cultural uh, facts and uh uh studying abroad or um uh similarly to what we're talking about today uh how to make a switch from tech to non uh, non tech to tech so it is based on my own uh experience and uh sharing some uh insights or opinions towards um life or work awesome that's amazing i i really watch a lot of vlogs on youtube uh to be honest uh mm-hmm. yeah i would i would spend like what um 30 minutes on or an hour every mm-hmm. day on on youtube which is yeah it's kind of not the best use of my time but you know i i just try to do that, like do that uh during my breaks Uh so that's great. Um how can how can people find you on YouTube? Yeah, I would like to share my uh YouTube uh channel URL here so people can uh contribute to some views. <laughs> just just kidding. <laughs> yeah, you you probably will find it interesting uh too because uh, it's quite related to uh what we're trying to highlight here as well. Yeah, definitely. So I'll include that link in in the show notes so that people can uh check that out on YouTube. Uh that's great. That's very interesting. Um awesome. So um we're almost at the end of the conversation, but before we uh, wrap up, I would like to ask you three um 
kind of interesting questions which are not related to the subject um so the first one is um really one of my favorites which i really uh, like to ask a lot of people so which book are you currently reading uh, if any and do you have like any book recommendations for the audience uh i'm reading this book called the four by uh scott galloway uh so he talked about the hidden fact of the tech giant amazon apple facebook and google uh awesome. so it's very uh, entertaining language he's using uh talking about what the marketing strategy and uh the influence that in our lives by this uh, tech giants uh and uh what kind of uh, uh lifestyle on men side that uh, the the different tech companies stands for so awesome. i've been having uh fun reading this book right before i go to bed uh and i heard that he is actually a very uh famous and popular business school professor yep uh, yeah i'm a big galloway fan really mm-hmm. yeah i have been listening to his podcast since i think a couple of years now um so he does this podcast named pivot with uh, with the co-host kara swisher kara swisher who's a tech generalist so i'll i'll i would really recommend you to listen to that um and he has this another great book known as the algebra of happiness which i will recommend to you as you already like uh, professor galloway i think it's a great uh, great read as well so once i think you wrap up um the four probably you can switch on switch to that uh-huh what i also like is uh he pull a lot of uh, psychological uh, thought towards this technical uh, industry uh mm-hmm. so he was analyzing uh why would people purchase like iphone yeah. what makes them feel good uh mm-hmm. he was even mentioning about uh, uh the attraction from one gender to another because of uh, the luxury brand like apple uh yeah. can play a role is yeah, um, yeah he has yeah, great very, insights he has great insights there are a couple of talks available as well on youtube uh of his which are really really interesting so uh if you get time you can you can also listen to them i think he has great insights i i absolutely uh love his insights and he's also very interesting when he talks so mm-hmm. that yeah, is great yeah very contagious yeah yeah cool moving on um uh the second question would be um let's say uh you know you ha- you're having a bad stressful long day what is your uh, practice to you know unwind de-stress and relax yourself mm, for me uh, i would uh work out uh that's my go to uh like practice when i have a stressful day uh i think it is good to just get yourself out of the uh, work space even though we work from home uh, and focus on your physical strength mm-hmm. mm, distract from any of the negative ne- uh, negativity from uh, a bad or long day yeah uh, just like exhaust yourself uh, burn out 
and uh, you wouldn't have to, you know, really focus on what stress you have or uh, what uh, unhappiness that you have to deal with. Um, so yeah, convert uh, the the negativity into some positivity through exercise. It's my way. Yeah, definitely. I think exercise is the best therapy. Uh, and uh, like for me, I gave up going to gym, going to the gym since a long time. But I I take long walks very frequently uh, in order to de-stress and unwind myself. I'll probably put on some music or or a podcast uh, while I'm walking, and uh, I think that has helped me a lot. Um, I also recently started practicing yoga and. I think that too is is really wonderful in order to de-stress uh, yourself and also get some clarity in, in your mind. So I think that that works really well too for me. But I think, yeah, any form of physical activity, uh, be it in the gym or on the track, anywhere else, I think that is really important, uh, especially these days when, you know, you are, you have this pandemic related stress, you're working from home and you're already, you know, not getting that much, that much activity. I think it's really, really important. Yeah, uh, workout is the best way to channelize it. Plus, you can just listen to podcasts or watch vlogs, as we recommend. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But after you get those 10,000 10, step goal, <laughs> don't miss that. <laughs> oh, yeah. But just not in this uh, snowstorm that we're having in Jersey. Oh, yeah, yeah. Better to stay at home yeah, and keep yourself warm, right? Yeah. Cool. So that brings us to the last question. And this one is also interesting, partly because um, I work in the travel industry. So I, I like everyone I meet nowadays, I'll, I'll ask this, this one to them. So, you know, when, when, like the pandemic is over for real when things get better. Um, like where do you want, want to take your next vacation to? Like, uh, do you have any dream place in your mind? I'm considering Iceland um, because in this pandemic, uh, we are all isolated uh, due to social distancing um, but Iceland is called uh, an isolated island uh, forever. Mm -hmm. uh, and they are having a happy life. Yeah. I heard um, that Iceland is one of the happiest country on this planet. Yeah. So yeah. with or without pandemic, uh, they are doing well. Uh, so why can't we? I'm trying to learn from their secret of being happy while being isolated. So if they can do it, why, why don't, why can't we, uh, like probably we can learn to appreciate being, you know, in a kind of positive isolation, uh, mm -hmm. try, try to reflect ourselves more than, focusing on the external world and uh, being dragged uh, along the flow and see uh, what is constantly happening or changing around you. Like 
why don't you focus on your internal voice and see what you can improve and what you truly want in your life and your career. And mm -hmm. that's the real happiness. That's the true joy of life that you can possibly seek uh, than complaining about the quietness, the isolation, the lack of uh, social interaction. Yeah, that's a very interesting perspective. So, yeah, going going um, to the land of of isolation, just to see, you know, how how people at a different part of the world are living as normal in 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 these kind of circumstances, which mm -hmm. we had to face because of the pandemic. Yeah, that's I think that's very interesting. And uh, like, apart from that, I think Iceland is a beautiful beautiful place as well like you can spot northern lights which is a good like a great natural show um i'm really fond of those like whenever i see them in, in videos or pictures uh, like i'm really awestruck so probably you can you can spot that and i think there are a lot of uh natural sort of resources or natural spots there as well which which you you can only spot in iceland so i think that's 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 a really good place yeah for sure and probably i can make another episode of my vlog oh yeah definitely like transitioning into travel vlog yeah yeah that'd be great awesome so yeah, that this brings us to the end end of the episode. It was a pleasure to have you on this uh, show. Um, again, thanks a lot for doing this. Um, I think this episode would be really valuable and really insightful for somebody who's actually looking towards transitioning into BI or into any data related role. And if they can find something relevant from this episode, I think I think it's a job well done. Yeah, hopefully some of our audience will find this beneficial to, to them regarding to career, regarding to some decision making. And uh, it has been nice speaking with you and the pleasure is mine. Awesome. Cool then. Take care. Until next time. Hey listeners. This was Si Xiao taking us through her journey of breaking into the world of BI. You can find her on LinkedIn and also on her blog on YouTube. All of the links are noted down below in the show notes. If you have any thoughts, comments or feedback with regards to this episode or the podcast in general, feel free to reach out to us on at intellect at the rate gmail.com. That is at intellect at the red gmail.com. Until next time, peace.